How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. It's been quite a while since I've released an episode of the show for you guys, so I'm really excited to come at you with the very first episode of 2024. I've got a lot of cool stuff planned for this year, and I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I am enjoying making it. I hope you're enjoying it just as much listening to it, if not even more listening to it than I enjoy making it. Today we've got a really fun episode for you guys. It's a little bit of a hybrid episode between two shows that we've done years and years ago. Our random horror thoughts and horror rapid fire. This episode is a little bit of a fusion dance between those two episode concepts and it was a ton of fun to record and as I said I hope it's a ton of fun for you guys to listen to as well. It was a good chance to kind of you know dust off the old vocal cords and do an episode because it had been such a long time before I've done an episode for you guys. Um, But this year, I'm going to be coming out with a lot more content, and as I said, looking very, very forward to doing so. So without further ado, we're just going to get right to the show. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, you need to make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. You need to make sure you're subscribing to my podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you're listening to this podcast, you need to make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, leaving me a rating and a review because it helps out the show so, so much, and I appreciate all the love you guys have been giving to me all through the years, and I hope 2024 is another year where you guys can spread the good word about Buddy's House of Horror podcast. So with that, we're just going to get right to the show, so now let's get spooky. Alright, how's it going everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror podcast. Midnight Miles is on the show, cracking one open early. What do we got there? What's the? Uh, it's deep fake. You know, it's it's a it's a drink for the year 2024. It's a non-alcoholic IPA from Flying Dog. It's got like what, like Groucho Marx on it or something? It's a legend right there. Well, he's just got the glasses and stuff. Yeah. Um, how's it going, Cat? It's been a fat minute since we've done one of these. How's everything been going for you? Has it been like? It's been Four since October, months, something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um. It's okay. It's uh. <laughs> it's hard, you know. Uh, Midnight Mocha, another uh, somewhat regular guest, like in the background snoring somewhere on on the show. He's not here today, but he's uh. He's struggling some days now, so we're we're just we're just taking it day by day. Uh, I am on vacation currently. Um. I really shouldn't complain. It's just a constant, you know, stress and anxiety of trying to survive in the modern yeah. era. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, hey, I'm, you know, I'm here. We're here. I feel it, man. Yeah, definitely a rough few weeks or a few months for all of us. Um, I have a question for you. Just to start things off the bat, okay. get things going. All right. So we were supposed to all hang out on Saturday night. There were some things that happened. We won't get into all the details, but we did not end up hanging out with everyone the night. We were talking on the phone, and you were, I don't want to say you were down in the dumps about it, but you were like, you know what, man? I'm going to go do my laundry. I'm going to go cook, <laughs> cook myself some dinner. I'm going to hang out. I did it's all it's, it's I did just going to be a things. normal night. But you said, you're like, all right, I'll probably go shopping, buy myself something to eat, make something, cook something up real nice. And I told you, I was like, Miles, man. We've had a day. You need to get yourself a delicious treat. And I need to know, what did you treat yourself to on Saturday night? Before I did everything that you just mentioned, I went and got a turmeric latte. 
hard. So, you know, I got I got some stuff for my overall well-being uh, that, like, we just spoke about. I very fucking need, I feel like, anymore. Uh, but I did, and I said, I almost messaged you guys that night, but I feel like, I, you know, you guys had a lot going on. I was going to be like, buddy, I got myself that fucking treat, bro. You know, I, I got the treat. Luckily, the caffeine didn't give me a fucking heart attack <laughs> mid-Royal Rumble. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I did. I did have a couple... Maybe I double treated. I did have a couple uh, chocolate covered almonds, which I don't normally have. I got a, I got a little bit of those. So I mean, maybe I, I you know I double treated myself. I guess so. I guess it wasn't too. He bad. was living it up on a Saturday night. That's how I party now, man. Chocolate covered almonds and a turmeric latte. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm getting weird with the boys. Yeah. Um. Basically, I, we don't really have a format for this segment that we do. But a couple years back, we did an episode, I believe it was just called Random Horror Thoughts or something like that. Is this, is this Random Horror Thoughts 3? I think, this is, I think this is only 2. Is this 2? I think this is the second coming of Random Horror Thoughts. Because I don't think we ever followed it up. We've always talked about following it up. <laughs> 2023, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like gaslighting myself. I'm like, didn't we have a Random Horror Thoughts? Maybe we didn't. You, I don't right. think we did because I think we just had the one originally. But we've talked about doing it shit for two years and what the hell we decided today we're today's, today's gonna be the day we're just gonna the day. pull the band-aid off and do it so um we don't really have much of a format for it but i guess we'll kind of go back and forth like we did we'll do like three to five each i guess random random questions or thoughts buddy has no idea what i'm gonna ask i have no idea what he's gonna ask which means you're gonna get the you're gonna get some half-assed and weird-ass answers, but I mean, if you've listened to this podcast in the, in the past, uh, you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, it, it's a good time. For, excuse me, as I dropped on the podcast. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it's a good time for us, though. I have a good time doing. Yeah, this. it can be questions. It can be just statements we put out into the world. It could be a little bit of a discussion. It could be a hot take could be something like that we love love the hot takes here we like them sizzling takes on buddy's house of horror you're Um, the what i was gonna say if you wanted to start us off with a a thought or a question or a hot take or just something to get us going all right what's the worst horror remake of the 2000s of the 2000s yeah uh for out of the ones i've seen which i have not seen all of them but damn, that fucking nightmare remake is not not too hot. No, it's not one of my favorites. It's not on your list, huh? There yeah. is an iconic scene in that though, where he reaches around the rail and he's like, "The dog's dead," and he's like, "I was only trying to pet him," like that, and just like it zooms in on his face. I will always remember that moment, seeing it in theaters. The whole fucking theater fucking busted up because it was like a sold out midnight. Back when they still did midnight showings, they didn't have the fucking seven oh fives on a Thursday. But uh, it's I've watched it a couple times over the years. It's pretty uninspired. It it I I think like initially because I was the right age and I mean that's what was coming out in theaters at the time, so I was excited and I actually really liked Jackie Earl Haley like as yeah, yeah. A, as an actor. I thought, oh, this is a cool take on it, but it just, God, it it was drab. It was it was it. Initial watch, I remember I watched actually with Jared and a couple of people. We all went to the theater. We were all like, oh, it wasn't too bad, you know. Like no one was like blown away, but whatever. Right, right. But I think I've seen it. Excuse me, twice. 
since. And each time I watch it, it gets worse. <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm going to answer. The format, too, we're going to answer our own questions, you know, so you get a little bit of both, right? Sure. We usually, yeah. we usually yeah. do that, yeah. right? Uh, I really dislike a few of the J-Horror remakes because they're such bad cash grabs. Like the One Missed Call remake. I'm uh, infamously, I always say the I remake with Jessica Alba is one of my least that's favorite right. films ever created. That's a, that's a straight up half star on uh, on Letterbox. I do want to go back and rewatch that sometime to see if maybe I was just ha- for some reason having a really fucking bad day. I've got it on DVD upstairs. I got it as a Christmas gift one year from uh, one of my friends in high school, and they were like, "Yeah, guys like Jessica Alba, so here you go." <laughs> <laughs> I was I mean, like, okay. I mean, I, to be fair, I like her in both Sin Cities, and that's really, I can't really think of any other thing that I like Jessica. I'm not really <laughs> like a Jessica Alba fan. I mean, she's attractive enough, but it's, it's not my it's not my deal, you know? Uh, any other horror remakes you don't like from that era? Or around the thing, anything? I mean, again, I haven't seen all of them. I vaguely remember the one missed call remake that was one of my brother's favorite films at the time for some reason so um so we would watch that a lot all i remember is like at the end when the guy comes out and it's like literally no one you've seen before or whatever it's just like some guy right um i actually really liked the remake of I, it was Tale of Two Sisters, but it's the Uninvited. Oh yeah, I actually yeah, really yeah, like yeah. that one. That one's not too bad. Um, back when I saw that, I saw that in theaters. Um, Same. But probably the worst. I mean, I just can't. I just can't get over that Nightmare uh, remake. So that's still my pick for the worst one out of the bunch. But again, I have not seen all of them. If you go back and listen to the Nightmare on Elm Street ranking, which I think you should do if you haven't. That was both of our bottom, our bottom. Yeah, that was pick, the right? bottom. Pick. There's a the yeah. spoiler, guys. You can miss, you can skip the first couple minutes because we we don't <laughs> like we. It's definitely on the bottom, the most bottom tier. Um, all right, shoot. What do you got for me? Random horror thought, horror hot take, horror questions. Does it have to be a question, or is it just something we're thinking about? Whatever. However, whatever you want to format to me, throw it on me. Okay, so I'll do something a little horror adjacent. How's okay. this? Okay. So, there are... We'll bring it into the world of music, just for a minute, because we don't talk about music enough um, on true. the show. That's true. So, this might be a hot take. I might lose a few listeners off of this, but I have a feeling you're going to agree with me on this one, because I'm a fan of horror imagery, horror influence within music. Like, bands like Misfits, Typo Negative, stuff like that. Like, I'm all about it. Ice Nine Kills is fucking cringe. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> it's not a... I, uh, I saw part of them when they opened for Metallica in Pittsburgh in 2022. Um, yeah, they... It's not... It's not for me, man. Like, I can understand the appeal for some. Yeah. But, like, taking a band like... I don't know, like, Misfits, or, like, even in modern day, like, something like Sleep Token, something like that, where it's taking sort of the elements of horror, and it has, like, this horror aesthetic, and it's not just, oh, we're going to write a song about American Psycho and call it Hip to be Scared. Like, you know what I, like, stuff like, like, it's just, like, 
I get, like, if people like it, like, that's fine. Like, everyone likes their own shit, but for me, it's just kind of like, I don't know. That's not, <laughs> that's it's, not what I'm looking for when I'm listening. Not, it's something about, too, like, their, like, imagery. And, like, someone shared one of the music videos they had or sent it to me. I don't know why. It must, it's probably in a real format on Instagram. And I was just like, Ugh. like, it just looks, everything about it screams, like, this is my first like like a 13 year old discovers like their first band that's maybe just like very popular but hair outside the mainstream and it's like ice nine kills yeah it's like a gateway band for them see because i had forgotten about them for over a decade yeah because they didn't start out that way no because they i remember seeing them at warp tour in like 2009 or something like they were like unknown kind of band like they were one of the ones like walking around trying to sell like demos and stuff right right forgot they totally existed and then i want to say like 2016 17 they were just kind of like everywhere and i was like oh i forgot this band was even a thing i know a lot of adult women that really like that band like when i say a lot i know a few like you know what i mean like (laughs) i'm not gonna say i know like 20 women that like ice nine kills but the few that I do know, they really fucking like them. So it's one, it's definitely one of the bands where, like, you're not just like, oh, yeah, they're all right. Like, if you're in, you're, like, all in on it. Yeah. I was surprised that Metallica picked them, but Metallica was trying to pick big local openers. So, like, Ice Nine Kills is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, whatever. I mean, that's they're a fairly popular band. So, But it, that was a weird bill. Metallica, Greta Van Fleet, and Ice Nine Kills. <laughs> like, it's like all over the fucking place uh but yeah i'm with you on that i mean if you lose listeners because of that then they need to get a little bit more thick skin brother because i mean that band is i don't know sorry sorry every single person out there if you like them but it's it's not it's not doing it for me you know yeah that's why these are hot takes i guess uh hot takes should i should i throw out a hot take it doesn't need to be a hot take it could right, be a, a philosophical <laughs> conundrum you've been thinking I'll, uh, about i'll uh say a hot take uh where the fuck is my i i I guess i i guess i could uh segue into this too but you know you had your your top 10 horror podcast or whatever which i was gonna ask you if you update if there's anything on there that because you did it kind of like in october and that was i did it kind of in october and all that stuff like I heard it was a topic of discussion between you and jared at one of your hangouts that you were complaining about our list my list we were I was surprised that you had. I wasn't surprised that your number one being Skinamarink, and I understand why. And I was I I like Skinamarink a lot. I need to watch it. I think maybe like a, again. I'm like in between everyone. Like everyone either loves or hates it. I'm kind of like in between. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And the experience was good because I saw it in a very small indie theater in the front row. I think that it felt almost like a home personal experience. Like you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, in the theater, I couldn't imagine watching it any other way. I wa- I actually watched half of it with some people at my buddy Gil's house who actually has a home theater, and it just was not the right vibe because it's too it was too relaxed. It sounds bad yeah. to say that, but it was just like I was I was trying to focus on it. They were kind of you know yeah, because like any little thing can take you out of it because it's one you kind of got to be like locked into. So like if people are talking or whatever and stuff like that, like I get it. So. I put together, because I thought maybe at one point we'd be doing a podcast, so I put together my top ten horror and a couple honorable mentions. Of last year? Yes. So this is kind of a hot take. Now, this isn't my top 
10 films of the year. Actually, I think it was a great year for stuff I was interested in that was non-horror. Like, I was really into stuff like Asteroid City, Past Lives. That was actually my favorite film Past, last year. Past Lives was my top film of last yeah, year. That, so, wasn't like, it incredible? Like, I was, literally, it was... It was number... Yeah, like, <laughs> that was the best film I saw last year, Past Lives. Spoiler yeah, it was, for it everybody. Was, it was <laughs> perfect. I mean, that film, like, I was just like, this just... Every single scene was just, like, perfection. Like, I was broken by the end of it. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. So, my number 10... And this is the hot take was Exorcist Believer. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a hot take to have it in it's your a, top it's a, ten. It's a hot take. Uh, you know, here's the thing: I like the first hour of that film a lot, and then it gets all David Gordon fucking Green and Danny McBride. That's your boys, and it though. Fall, it, <laughs> I like them, but now he's been taken off. I mean, this is kind of like new news coming into 2024, but he's been taken off of both. He's either his schedule's full with two other projects, so they're not using the words fired. I don't know if maybe he was like, you know what, I can't take literally a third film of mine being fucking just critiqued to death. Maybe I'll yeah. just, you know, back out. You know, but he's off the other two. You know, he's off the I did you, not know that. Oh, did no. you not know that? Yeah, he no. left he left the you know, and like the next one, Deceiver, already has a twenty twenty five release date. Oh really? Okay. So Interesting. I don't know. Who knows? But the problem with, with all of his, even his Halloweens, which I know we've talked about in past podcasts, is I think Exodus Believe had four writers, three, four writer, writers, excuse me. Uh, you can tell. That's, that's a lot. His, <laughs> that's his biggest thing. Like, there'll be like a consistent narrative for half the film, and then all of a sudden it's like somebody's like, we gotta press the wonky button and things gotta go all upside fucking down. Right. And it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like an exorcist film. It just feels like an exorcism film. Yes. The first hour, because I watched The Exorcist, the original, the night before in theaters on a Wednesday, and then went and watched Believer the, the following night. First hour and, like, the whole setup where they're, like, you know, the the main dad, you know, is, like, in the with his wife on their, you know, I don't think it's their honeymoon, but some sort of getaway, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have, like, all these things. Like, I thought the setup was great. And then as soon... As it gets in, uh, and Ellen Burstyn's character, I don't know why I'm having a, it's just one of my favorite films, I can't think of a fucking name right now. Reagan's mom. What oh. What's her fucking name up there? I can't think of her name. McNeil is her last name. Is Ellen McNeil in the, in the film? I don't know. I don't know, bro. Sorry, guys. We're losing, we're, the, the, we're the, losing the, the viewers mom, right now. Reagan's mother comes back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it... It just gets all fucking wacky. And then they can't stick to one fucking narrative. But, like, there's still scenes and imagery that I like in it a lot. And when I put it up to other horror films of the year, like, still, somehow it made number 10. I think it's because I also enjoy the universe. Same thing with the, with the Halloweens. Like, I'm pretty forgiving more than most people where I find, I just find myself enjoying being back in the universe. You know? Yeah. A opposite of didn't you have saw in your top did you have saw 10 in your top so 10? at the time of that recording saw was in my top 10 of the year it has since fallen way out of that okay all right all right good because i've been meaning to do and this is a, a spoiler of something i might still do but i saw 50 new releases in 2023 not horror but just 50 new releases right right so i wanted to do like a top 50 like of the year 
Um, I don't know if I'm still going to do that, but my list is on Letterbox. So it's, you can just go look at my Letterbox list. Good. But it has since fallen way out of not only top 10 of the year, but top 10 horror of the year. It's it's far below that now. So you so you have more ranked in the top, in the top 50 on your Letterbox of the year? So I have a list on my Letterbox of every new release I saw in 2023, and I have ranked them one through 50 what a fucking professional we have here on buddy's house of horror i don't i haven't even i think i might have saw well the thing was 70 new releases. that's how i was doing it from the beginning so like when i 2023 started i made a new list and every time i watched something i would either put it like above the previous one or below or whatever so like yeah it wasn't like I had to remember all 50. It was like I was doing it as I was watching them. This is why he has a fucking podcast and I just come on once in a while. <laughs> uh, no, it makes sense. I mean, thankfully with Letterboxd and me, it's like a, you, I just filter in like 2023, you know? and like. But the problem is if it was in one fucking podunk festival in the middle of nowhere, they're going to say it's the fu- it was came out the that's, year Yeah, that's the only something. problem. So you kind of have to like know what actually came out theatrically, like wide release that year. Because like a lot of the stuff in my list... Technically, it says, like, 2022 because it hit, like, one festival or something, yeah. but I don't count that shit. If it came out in no. 2023, it came out in 2023. If you Google most of that stuff most of the time, it will say U.S. release date, and it's always what the theatrical yeah. or what, you yeah. know, whatever it actually is. Um, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just taking over the, the segment midway through. I'm just going to blast through my top ten. Blast quickly. through the top ten. Quick but, blast. Uh, my honorable mentions were Renfield, which I know you okay. loved. yeah. Uh, I know one that you didn't love. I actually <laughs> really liked the Boogeyman, the Stephen King based. It felt like a two thousands horror film. Like I kind of like, yeah, like, yeah. like I like the, the aesthetic. I really like. She came from the woods, which I guess is on Tubi now. I really recommend that. It's kind of like an old school, like cursed kind of like it's like Evil Dead esque, but it just says about like a cursed campground. So it kind of mixes like a camp killer or like camp film with the evil dead yeah i recommend i saw that regal had it in theaters i went on a whim no trailer no anything i went on like a friday after work and had an awesome time fucking good gore good effects actual pretty good story actually funny too like not forced funny but like that was really good and then also the uh anthology films my last thing honorable mention satanic hispanics have you heard of that one i've heard of it i haven't seen it that's yet. i recommend yeah, especially yeah. the last segment the, the start why it's probably out of my why it's it's up it's real close with with Exodus believe i know it's not saying much guys really check out satanic hispanics i'm just <laughs> saying but the first segment and like let's say the in-between like segment the kind of like main segment that ties everything together first 10 15 minutes eh, it's a little rough like it's a, i was kind of watching this i was like oh but then, like, as it goes on, it's just full steam ahead. Yeah. And just great. From the, from, you know, maybe, like, three-fourths of it was great. But top ten, Exodus Believer. I don't care if you don't like it. Fuck you guys. It's a Wonderful Knife is number nine. Did you want you I want, saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, liked yeah. it. I really liked it. I did I, a double feature of It's a Wonderful Knife and Thanksgiving in the same day. That's hard. And it was basically so like hard. watching the same movie for three hours because a lot of it was so similar. Right, 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 right. Good holiday. You know what? 2023, the comeback of holiday-based films. Yes. 2023, yes. brought it back. Um, number eight, When Evil Lurks. Love that. You saw it, It was right? good. Yeah, yeah it was good. That. I think it just barely missed my top ten horror of the year. I think it just barely missed, but I, I liked it quite a bit. It felt, 
it felt familiar and original at the same time, but also a lot of like the narrative aspects felt like I was actually surprised in parts of the film, like multiple times, you know, like I didn't, I didn't expect it to do certain things. I was really refreshed. Now also it has kind of the more, obviously it's a foreign film, a lot of foreign films, some of the narrative parts make no sense, but in a way that works. Does that make sense? Yeah. Based on seeing it. Um, this is the one that I swore came out in 2023. People kept telling me it didn't. And then I fucking looked. And it came out in January, like, 13th, 2023. And after I did this list, the next day, Dread Central put out their top, you know, 10 of 2023. And they had it on that list. Oh, really? And people combated them. And I was like, see, I told you. Sick. I loved Sick. Came out on Peacock January of 20, or Jan- mid-January 2023. You saw that, right? I have not seen Sick. It's great. Kevin Williamson of Scream wrote it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, really, it blew me. I didn't, I didn't expect much. I figured to be entertained, but that is like a brutal, scary film. Uh, I tried to get some other people to watch it. I think Gil ended up watching it and like actually, like, wow, that was a lot. It was great. So if you get an hour and a half, watch. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's good. For some reason, good. I just didn't watch it. When Evil Lurk was by number 15 of the year, by the way. Um, for horror? Or just, no, for just in general. Oh, wow, that's high. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's probably probably around the same spot for me, actually, if yeah. I added everything else. Um, number six was God is a Bullet, which I talked about that in one of the podcasts we had earlier this year, that one that's kind of like a pulpy, like oh, cult yeah, yeah. noir, like, right, you right. know. Um, Infinity Pool, your favorite number five. I know you can. <laughs> My like favorite it. film of all time. Uh, yeah. Thank God, Mia Goss naked in that. Whew, man. All right, I gotta not think about that. Scream Six was number was number four. Really like Scream Six. I mean, uh, <laughs> the series has crashed and burned within the past eight months, brought since. But uh, Thanksgiving was number three for me. I loved That's it. Pretty high, yeah. And then uh, this is the one that I saw everyone putting it as horror so i was like okay i'll put I, i'll do it godzilla minus one was number two for horror if we're counting that as horror that was my number two horror of the year as well okay. <laughs> and i think you already know my number one is it was talk to me i absolutely i did not film. know that was your number yeah. one and that's in my probably top that might be number four number five the whole year i really loved it i really just connected with it and i think that's like basically what anyone watches anything that's in my top whatever it's like i felt some sort of connection to the characters and connection to this like horror tangent we're in horror thoughts but like i feel like nowadays when i talk to people and i know you and i have talked about this and i think i was thinking about this a while back and wanted to wanted to ask you but it's not really this isn't really a question but i feel like i feel like people are so hypercritical sometimes of like modern stuff where it's like if you watch something that's like 80s 70s 90s you're a little bit more forgiving because there's a layer of nostalgia over right, it. right right but i am perfectly okay with people not liking any modern things instead of just being like, i don't really like modern horror i watch it because it's something to do like I, i'm not saying me i'm saying if someone just straight up said that right like at least i would understand but me as a fan of horror throughout the decades from you know, Universal Monsters. I mean, even before that, a couple of the silent films until present, I always find it at least maybe two to three minimum, like ones each year that come out that I'm like, oh damn, that's going to be like, 
I'm not saying it's going to be in my top 20, but like in my top 50 or 100 horror, maybe in my top 50, top 100 horror films, because I just find stuff that connects with me and with the times. You know what I mean? I feel like for me, Talk to Me worked for the times because it really felt like a film that captured like what the youth looks like and what the, and like what the youth might be into now and some of the stuff. It just felt organic, which I think I've talked about maybe one of the other podcasts. I don't know. But also, I mean, there's like the big scene kind of in the middle and they're playing with the hand and just like how violent and unrelenting it was. Both that and When Evil Lurks kind of shocked me in theaters because you see, especially you used to, the 2010s, you know, had so many great like direct DVD, like foreign films, especially with like Magnet and Dimension Extreme and a lot of these labels, which we've talked about, I think, on other podcasts too. But, like, I feel like you see a lot of, like, stylized horror or, like, maybe a couple quick gory moments, but they pull away with, like, modern horror. Unless, obviously, it's, like, Terrifier. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a little different. But the way that those, that When Evil Lurks was shot and then, like, the scene that I'm talking about and talk to me, which anyone who's seen the film knows what the fuck I'm talking about without saying yeah. it. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. But they just wouldn't pull away. They just made you watch everything. And I think it just like made it even more heart wrenching for me and stuff like that. But do you feel, and I know that I look at your letterbox scores. We both do on everyone's, you know, we like to poke fun a little bit, but do you feel that you like modern horror? That's a horror thought. Do you, f- so, I mean, like, honestly, you I mean, kind of stole my next thing a little bit. Cause this was going to be my thought to you. Okay. This is going to be my take on it. So, it's a big thing, especially when we were in high school and all this stuff. People would say that modern horror sucks. That would just be a normal thing people would say. Like, they don't make them like they used to. Like, this is around the time One Missed Call is coming out and stuff like that. Hey, I can believe it back then. <laughs> but anyways. I think horror is doing a lot better now than a lot of other genres. I agree. When was the last time you saw a good romantic comedy? Or a good comment. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously there's a lot of crap that's coming out now with horror. Like, go on Shudder and, like, just find any low-budget film you want. Rip it apart. Like, whatever. But, as a whole, I think horror is aging a lot better than a lot of other genres. And I it's believe. getting produced at a higher quality than a lot of other genres. Like, as a whole. I um, agree. Obviously, when you have stuff like Night Swim coming out this month, I mean, it's hard to defend that. But did you end up seeing that? I did not see okay, it, but I, 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 I literally, when everyone on your letterbox gives it a half a star, basically, I'm just like, okay, I, I, was, I think I think that's one I can skip. <laughs> I was generous. I gave it two and a half out of five, but quick night swim thought. They wrote a family that I actually didn't hate any one of the members. I actually liked every family member, and it felt wholesome and real. And that literally was why I gave it probably a whole extra star. But I feel like, again, I feel like it's not a horror film. That film is literally like, uh, almost like it could be a Twilight Zone episode of the week. Right, it's right. like a modern thing. Like, it's really honestly just a creepy, what if, sci-fi thriller. I mean, not really sci-fi, but kind of. You can kind of, not really, sci-fi is not the word I'm looking for. But kind of, you can kind of throw in sci- sci- sci-fi and horror can blur lines i feel like yeah all the time sci-fi is not really maybe the right word but i think maybe you know what i'm getting at it feels like feels like it would have been a fine one hour episode of something 
the new Twilight Zone series or yeah. whatever that they were doing, or a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, that would have been great. Like, and they had they had Kurt Russell's uh, son as a lead, and he was in that one Black Mirror episode with like the jurors. I I I've seen a few episodes I've here and there, few, but yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. a lot of them. Um, I think that sold it, but but yeah, it's one of those ones where I was like, you know what, they gave it a two and a half star because it was competently made. I liked the family, but I wouldn't call it a horror film. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe I am forgiving i have a hard time giving something that at least was okay like a half star or one star you know i have to give something that's literally like dog like dog shit production dog shit where it's just like you're like i can't believe i would when people give something like that a half star i'm like oh come here i'll show you some (laughs) stuff i'll show you what a half star looks like let's put on a couple things and you people be like literally gouging their fucking eyeballs out or run out of the fucking building but anyways continue you you were on a thought process um i mean that's really the only thing about it like i feel horror is in a lot better place than a lot of other genres and i guess kind of to like encapsulate that thought like horror fans are basically like we're the most i'm trying to think of like a way to word it but basically we're more accepting of like older films yeah as opposed to a lot of people like say for example is like Oh, I'm really into comedies. I love Kevin Hart and movies with The Rock or whatever. And if it's piggybacking off your beer, like if you ask them, oh, what's your favorite, like Groucho Marx movie, they're like, I haven't yeah. fucking seen that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've seen shit all the way from the 20s, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just very, very different. Horror is a great place to be, and it's a great place to, you know, watch a bunch of old shit too and have modern stuff. So, I feel like horror too, it's like. Look at something like Renfield, you know, which you've talked about, we've talked about. That's basically a fucking comedy. Yeah. But it has, but it has all the horror uh, thematic elements that I want. So it's like, I'd rather just watch, like, I love when horror gets infused with other things because I especially think horror and comedy go very well together. Yeah. Usually when, if you get a good horror comedy, it knocks it out of the fucking park. Like it's like let example like a good one yeah good, good, yeah, yeah. Good like shot I mean I don't know if you're a Shaun of the Dead yeah Shaun of the Dead Shaun of the Dead's fucking great um you know I guess American Werewolf in London's a horror comedy even though it's a little more it's very early horror comedy yeah, but yeah. uh one of my favorite films ever um there's a modern one coming up we keep talking about the year that we're in now but Lisa Frankenstein the Comes Diablo out next Cody month. yeah, yeah Diablo yeah. Cody made. I'm hoping that's great. The trailer. What do you think? Trailers look pretty trailer good. Trailer looks good. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, I mean. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So, so, so technically now, is it your turn or is it my turn to ask? I think it's, kinda... I think it's so, so we'll say your first one was worst remakes. I said Ice Nine Kills is cringe. Well, I agree. Exorcist Believer in your top 10. And I kind of, yeah, we segued into the top 10. But then I, then I was like, do you, I like kind of asked them, do, what do you think about modern horror thing? But you kind of were going for that too. So I don't, I don't know. So what you do? can take the modern horror thing. I'll take the thing that we're much more accepting of other decades of horror. Okay. Than, okay. Because you can get some drama fans that'll be like, oh yeah, I love fucking Maltese Falcon and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's like very far, few and far between. Like, I don't know, I could tell you, like, ten films from the 50s that I like. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. like, a lot different for horror fans, so. I don't know, what do you think about that? I don't I, know. No, I agree. I feel like I feel like horror fans do try to, like, you know, branch out and always go back and kind of, like, hunt and, and search. I'm gonna call out Jared one more time on this fucking podcast, because 
we were talking they were talking about streaming platforms in one of our group chats the other day and him and a couple other people were defending Netflix's horror selection. <laughs> I don't know if you ever if anyone's ever seen that and gone beyond maybe the first I don't fucking know three four slides whatever however that they keep changing the format of the app i don't personally use netflix but the last time that i was on there it was fucking awful it was like a 100 horror films there was about maybe 20 to 30 that are i've either seen that are good or interesting i've seen more than that on there but they weren't good and then it's literally the most bottom of the barrel they paid five thousand dollars for the rights and threw on there and like every Bollywood horror film and everything. And that's fine. I, there's a demographic for that, but I don't, I don't, don't be defending that there's old horror films on there. Cause Netflix has thing like, look, we put five old horror films on here and three of those are from the nineties. They're so old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm just like, no, the selection is not good. What do you think on that? Is this your, is this your topic? The Netflix? Sh- fuck it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Netflix on. horror selection sucks. Is that, yeah, is that, yeah, yeah, is that yeah, your yeah. hot take? I is that hot? I don't think it's a hot. It's just a thought, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just a. I will have to agree with you. I cannot remember the last time I watched a horror film on Netflix. No, I mean... and I guess just the larger thing with streaming in general, like it's getting hard to like find shit on streaming that like you want to see, unless it's like something that comes out on Shutter, like a new release. Like it's getting like harder and harder to find shit that you actually want to watch before going on to amazon prime and renting it for like three dollars or like three dollars on youtube or whatever yeah, yeah. like it's hard to find the stuff you actually want to watch for free now um and yeah like i can't remember the last time i watched something on netflix a lot of it is like your bollywood stuff and your foreign films and i do watch some of those but like there's just like like where do you even begin and a lot of it does look like sort of like the bottom of the barrel stuff yeah because like where evil lurks is a great foreign film but it's on Shutter. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff that Netflix splits just, like, isn't to that quality, I guess. And HBO Max, too. Like, HBO Max gets a lot of, like, bottom-of-the-barrel kind of stuff. Yeah. Their horror selection, though, at least when they say they actually have... A horror section. <laughs> and and older films. Like, actually films that you want to watch, though. I mean, well, I because they've got all the Criterion that. stuff on there, too. Yeah. HBO does. But they've also got, like, they've paid the rights. Like, they got the rights, I think, this last October for, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. They've finally put on there and like some other stuff they bought some rights to so they finally like started to pad some stuff you know peacock goes insane in october but then that's it (laughs) i was defending peacock on the thing and everyone fucking hates the interface hates all that i'm not i don't really care about stuff like that like i don't actually use what five brain cells i have left to like worry about app interfaces (laughs) like (laughs) but uh peacock though throughout the year like peacock in October, we'll put the collections together, like the Child's Play collection, Universal Monsters. So they will give that, like, they give it, like, a bigger platform. And they give it, like, a front page almost thing yeah, to yeah. see. But throughout the year, Peacock has some, keeps a lot of stuff on there, like Night of the Demons. Um, I know they got some, I mean, I know it's to each their own, but a bunch of Full Moon stuff they pay for the rights for. I mean, uh a ton of universal like regular horror films like yeah, stuff yeah. like let's say like dead silence or stuff like that. i mean they try well, it, to keep a, a it like collection. has the advantage because obviously peacock is through nbc which owns universal like something like netflix like it doesn't really have like the backing of a studio you know what i mean no. so like it's it's just like a different beast but um 
fine. That can be my my hot thing. <laughs> but, but again, you agree. We're pretty much so far pretty in agreement on this. Maybe besides the Exorcist believer uh, thing, but uh, I'll I'll do mine as a question. But it's kind of like a thought and then a question within the thought. Okay. Because we've been talking about horror remakes with some of these. They need to start remaking stuff that's not good already. That's my thought into the universe. I agree. Um, Obviously, we have these requels, soft reboots with Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff like that. Right. But they got to start remaking stuff that wasn't great to begin with. Because that's what we want to do with a remake. We want to make it whether the special effects weren't there at the time it had a good story but like the writing wasn't that great or bad acting or like whatever the case is like we need to start making stuff that had potential but that did not reach that potential and i don't have one off the top of my head so i will throw it to you first um what's something that they should remake all right i'm gonna dig putting my thinking cap on real quick because I knew what you were going to ask before you asked. I was like, who I really got to think? And it can be from any era. Like, it could be even something from the 2000s. Because we're already in a couple years. They're going to be remaking stuff from the 2000s. Because that was like 20 years ago. That's so, true. So, um, it can be pretty much from any era. Hmm. Man, you're really fucking... You better be, have your thinking cap I'm, I'm on right thinking now, right too. now. I'm, I'm trying, trying to think to. of something. I'd like to think of something... Probably from the 80s or 90s, but... Ooh, man. Uh... Hmm. It's a real head-scratcher. It is a real... Because, all right, there are things that I wouldn't mind seeing remakes of, but here's the problem. They probably still wouldn't be as good as the original. <laughs> it's, the hardest, it's the hardest thing, you know? I mean, there's stuff... There's... Uh... I'm going to half-assed answer this question while I try to think of an actual great example. But one thing I would love to come see, or would love to come back, a subgenre in general, is I'd really like werewolf films to make a comeback, like a true comeback, stuff yeah. like that. Because I feel like, honestly, they have been out of the spotlight for entirely too long. Like, it's like, I'm, it, it, even, I don't even need to be, like, super mainstream. I just want... It could be something that's like a Shutter exclusive or things like that, or a few werewolf films, um, you know, to have a comeback. Because I just feel like when was when was the last time we saw a good werewolf? The film? most recent good werewolf film that I saw, and this will spoil the film. So if you don't want this spoiled for you, I guess you've had a couple years to watch it. But I thought The Wolf of Snow Hollow was great, but then it's not even a werewolf. I. That's been on my list forever to watch. I haven't seen it yet, but I. I mean, well, I ruined it for Miles. But it doesn't. I mean, either way, fine. either it's, way, it's. I'm. We're both pulling up this. Uh, our letterboxes, man. We're so we're so on this shit here. But I'm truthfully, I was trying to pull from my mind. It ain't. It ain't working. <laughs> so what I did was I sorted my letterbox by lowest rate. <laughs> that's good. So yeah, 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 that's good. Oh, I've got one. This will piss Miles off. What? I think they should remake Halloween Ends. Fuck it. Just do it again. <laughs> do, do it the right way. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, As an honorable mention, because I see this one on here, they should remake Robot Monster. Do you know what Robot Monster is? They've been the- sh- they've been showing that all the time in theaters lately. They showed it in Akron the other month, and they showed it at the Art Institute a couple months ago. They showed it like, I wanted to go see it each. I missed every single show, and they showed it 
Our institute showed it twice last year because it, it was like sold out almost or something. And you can do it campy because the original was very campy. The problem with the original is like there's so much meandering. Like it's just people walking around, the monsters walking around. Like there's not really like a plot to it. Like you can still do it as like a horror comedy today but make it more entertaining because yeah, the monster in it is iconic but it's not that great a film, I guess. So that'll be that'll be mine. Okay. Just cuz I had it rated fairly low on my letterbox just now. <laughs> um man. I'm looking at my my I'm doing what buddy did and I'm like, mm, I don't really want to see any of these remakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like honestly no uh oh man i i don't know man to be honest i'm having i'm having a hard it is quite the head scratcher it's a it was a really really fucking good question um because i feel like they've just tried to remake so much you know what i mean they've just remade so much uh the thing is nowadays and it's something we have to address it's probably probably don't even need to address it because i mean anyone who's probably listening to this quite a few of you i assume are big horror fans the problem is let's say you get a mid-level 80s horror film whatever it is if it was a creature film if they remake it now, it's going to be too CG heavy. Maybe it'll be half practical, half CG. But I just don't... I just don't... Don't want to see I just it. don't foresee... I mean, imagine... Okay, look at this. Well, maybe that's... It's too high a profile, so maybe that wouldn't... say. But I was trying to think, like, what if they remade David Cronenberg's The Eye... Or The Fly? I keep thinking The Eye. Jessica Alba is haunting me today. <laughs> uh, the Fly, which is already a remake in itself. But imagine they did that they probably would have scenes that are fully CG, wouldn't you think? If it's like hanging they from would the ceiling. Like yeah, fully yeah. CG, yeah, I mean, it's like, maybe they would have some, like, standing still shots where it's a full practical. They would try. But... See, I feel like something with that, it could go one or two ways. It could be... Because obviously it's very renowned for its effects. Like, it's one of the main appeals right, of it. Right. So they could either do it justice and try to do it as well as they could... Or they could do something like when they remade, I guess it was sort of like a requel, when they remade The Thing, where it was all CG. But that was supposed to be all practical and universal demanded. It was supposed to be. Yeah, I know. I actually got that on Blu-ray recently, because I actually liked that prequel. I thought Um, it was decent. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I did too. We we did a, me and Ricky did a -a thing-a-thon that year, where we watched... That's hard. Like, the the 50s one, then we watched that one, and then we saw... uh, the one in theaters, like all in like the same two days or whatever. But. You make something, man. You really got me on. You, you know what I I would really like. I guess that could be a remake. Maybe this would upset some some fans. As a fan of the novel of Pet Cemetery, they have never had an actual film adaptation that captures a good portion of the book. They, they get it to the bare bones, just like the remake they just did, which was kind of honestly like the last like true remake, like maybe a high-profile remake 
which was like 2019, I think. Yeah, came out. it was a couple years. So ago. I mean, that was kind of like that's one thing you can say post pandemic. They haven't remade almost anything. Yeah. They've done some prequels or sequels, but they haven't actively tried to really do like a straight up remake. Of yeah, something. yeah. So which is weird. We're almost five years. Yeah, removed from quite a bit of that, and that's on high profile. Like I'm sure there's been some indie stuff that's come out, yeah, but not like a I theatrical mean, thing that people knew about. Uh, I'd like, yeah, I'd like one that gets the treatment that it did. I'm not saying it needs to be two fucking parts and four hours long, four and a half hours long, but they could do one, two to two and a half hour long film. And, like, actually get the parts of the book where they're traveling to the cemetery. Because that's the thing. You know, in, in the film adaptations, it's like <laughs> a hop and a skip away. In the book, they literally talk about how fucking it literally feels like they're on a Lord of the Rings fucking type quest. They've lost all. They're just walking miles and miles into the woods. There's creatures following them. That could spoil too much of the book or anything like that. Even though, you know... Maybe some of you read it, some of you don't care. I recommend that book, actually, especially if you, you know. I haven't read a ton of Stephen King. I've read some, a fair amount, but I'd recommend that one. But there's all this potential, like, in that book. Yeah. And I was really excited when they were going to remake it because the filmmakers did a couple other films that were good. And I was like, all right, maybe they're going to, especially because that was coming off of the heels of It. And then It Chapter 2 came out same year. 2019 but i think just a couple months either a couple months before a couple months after i don't i can't remember but uh it was fine but yeah i liked it It, but i mean it's not like it's not anything like the book is and like stephen king has been on record saying that like i don't know if it's like one of his most personal books but like he has like a statement about it like that's the one that like hits the heaviest in some aspects and no, none of the the film versions have even come close to kind of adapting it the way he would have liked to see it. So. Yes, I'm surprised he didn't have them make it like a mini series or something. Because like when he hated The Shining, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing my own." Have you but watched that '90s Shining? I have not. I've seen like clips of it. Like I've seen like the gist, but I haven't sat down and watched all I've, of it. I've watched. I watched the whole thing in 2022, and I was surprised. I thought, I mean, obviously obviously it's not <laughs> and the shining is one of my stanley kubrick's shining is one of my favorite films of all time it's not that but i'm also enough of a tolerant fan of anything where it's like oh it's just an alternate version and alter like i don't it doesn't bother me i'll sit down and watch it for what it is yeah also it's a mini series i'm not trying to compare it to stanley kubrick's yeah Sh- you know i can just safely it's got a couple of the funniest cg scenes i've ever seen him i mean really fucking funny i've seen CG the hose scene. i've seen the hedge animals coming to yeah life. oh like, yeah I mean, there like, you go you've seen it yeah all right, yeah, all right, yeah. All right. i've seen the parts that uh, that people talk about yeah um well here i guess that was that was your question i don't know if i answered it as well but i would like to see some werewolf films more in this decade and i'd like to see a good adaptation of that is there what was the one that you oh robot monster yeah robot monster and halloween ends yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll stick go. with Fuck that off uh next this is a good question for the year 2024 do you think that we're actually going to see the salem's lot film they've been working on for nearly three years here's the thing is it done i think they're done with it it's so... and it's just because studios are doing this thing and dc is like a big culprit of this where they just have finished films and they're just not doing anything with it it's ridiculous 
Yes, I do think we will see Salem's Lot. I, Hopefully this year. Yeah. But I don't it's not looking great. <laughs> it's it's weird because unless I missed a lot, they have been completely so tight lipped about every aspect of that film. There's been no stills. There hasn't been a ton of like leaks that it's like, oh it's the shoot was a piece of shit. Like I don't know, have you heard anything? I haven't, I haven't heard, heard anything, no. I haven't really seeked it out either, though. Yeah, but usually it's but like, high profile enough. You would have seen something on a random internet thing. Yeah, or you, you know? would have sent it in the group message or yeah, something. Exactly. Like, we would have I mean, come across it somehow. But no, I haven't seen they anything. They haven't done. And it's weird because everyone, I feel like, you know, James Wan is even involved. I feel like everyone is involved. They have a track record for getting shit done and getting it out and getting and it still be pretty good. Yeah, be you know, watchable, decent. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, this is. Salem's Lot is my favorite Stephen King book. I love the fucking story. I tell you when I read that book, I love it. One of my favorite vampire stories of all time. That is another one. That's why I kind of segued into this that I'm like, I love the Toby Hooper miniseries, but that is one that definitely can be remade in modern times and be fucking excellent. I know right, yeah. I know it could. I mean, it it chapter two really gave a lot of hope, and I really thought that there was going to be some sort of full-on king renaissance after that i don't know if the pandemic kind of put a big kibosh on that maybe there were some other ideas and it just like you know i mean it it chapter two came out eight months before the pandemic started yeah. you really think back you know eight yeah, nine yeah. months so it's like you know with all that success you know being two of the most successful horror films financially of all time Especially back then, you saw too. There was a ton of like actual merch for it too. I mean, there was right. a big. Yeah. There was about two year, two three years where that shit was huge. I mean, you know, merch and stuff and all that. But I really hope that I really want to see the Salem's Lot film. I was super open minded and super stoked when they were going to do it, and I just can't think of any other horror film that I know of that's been like a longer gestation period and also like. Again, not that we know of. That we know of. Yeah. I'm, and I guess I can say in modern times. You know what I mean? Uh, is this going to be this decade's uh, cabin in the woods where it sits on a shelf for fucking four or five years and it, it comes be, out in uh, 2027 or something? What's the one? What's his name? I can't even think. Well, George Romero. His, uh, what was his, the, not the fun house. The, the amusement the, park. Well, yeah. I, I the, amu the amusement that. park. Yeah. It could be, it could be the new amusement park. I did see it. Yeah. Did you like it? I was still on it, it's, it's 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 I don't know, man, because it's kind of just like a PSA. Like it's hard to even like think of it as a film. Like it's very like trippy and stuff. But yeah. like I don't know. I mean, I recommend you watch. I mean, obviously, you being the big Romero fan that you are, I do suggest that you watch it. But like I don't know, it's not something I can be like, oh yeah, like every horror fan needs to see the amusement park. Right, right, right. I bought uh the other day. Uh, I bought My Soul to Take on Blu-ray. I finally found it. I haven't found it in years. Do you remember that film? It was like Wes Craven's like... I haven't seen it. I think it's his last film maybe before he died. No. Maybe he did Scream, Scream 4 after? Before? Right around the same... I was in college when both those came out. I saw both in theaters. So maybe they were a year apart. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. One of his last films. But... For some reason, that been out of print, you know, no whatever. If you want to watch that, I want to watch it. It's been, I haven't seen it since in theaters. We should watch it sometime. We can watch it sometime. Yeah, yeah I've like heard say. about it. I've never seen it. But. Um, but just talking about kind of like completionist type stuff, like Romero and like, you know, yeah, yeah. some of these directors, you know, stuff like that. Um, well, that was mine. The I'm going to open my 
athletic. Run wild, because we're one, running wild, brother. I can't even talk today. See, look what sobriety's done to me. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's what do you uh, what do you think? Mm, so yours was, will we ever see Salem's, Salem's Lot? Which is a great, I think that's a fucking great question for this year. I'll give a hot take, I guess. I don't know if you'll agree with this or not. I don't think you will, actually, because I think you... <laughs> I think you like both of these films, but for my money, because these films are both heavily stylized, they both came out a year or two apart, and they have the same main actor in them, but I 100% prefer Color Out of Space to Mandy. 100%. Mm. That can be my hot take. <laughs> I... I, I, I because it's hard not to compare the two. Yeah. Man, I really like... I was very fortunate. Well, we were able to see uh, Color Out of Space two months before... Literally January 2020. Literally yeah. right before the fucking pandemic hit. But, which, wow, that was four years ago. Holy fuck. Um, Saw it at a theater that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, that that that's sucked that. Because that... that before Regal started getting a lot of the independent stuff, now post-pandemic, that Tower City Theater, like, I, just, I only started going there maybe, went there for like a year, year and a half here and there, but they would get a ton of random independent yeah, yeah. or just like dump anything, you know, whatever. I saw that Haunt film. Remember that film? It got really popular about a year after it came out. The one that Eli Roth produced, the ones at Haunted House, the people go there, and like, obviously the Haunted House is like, ran by like, maniacs. I haven't seen it. No, I, I may have like read something about it, but I, I don't remember it. I remember to be honest, seeing yeah. that, seeing that there, so like that. But um, I don't know, man. They're like that'd be a great double feature, obviously. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I've only seen either of those films once each, so it's in both in theaters. So it's super hard to be like, because mm, really, honestly, like, I like, I mean, I'm not going to say I love both of them, but I like both of them a lot. Like, I like what they, what they do, what they show. I mean, I don't know, man. I just know everyone always has Ma Mandy ranked higher. And I was like, oh, I thought Color Out of Space was better. Color Out of Space might be a better, I don't know, Mandy's a pretty decently made film, but... Oh man, I don't know. It's not that serious a question. Yeah, I'm I like singing like, "Oh my god, <laughs> my life's like crumbling." I, mean, yeah. uh, I don't know. I can't honestly. I'm just gonna give you a bullshit answer that I can't pick that because I like both of them. Uh, I think on a given, it'd just be a given day thing because I think they're just different enough. Like if I wanted something goopy and funky and shit, I obviously like Color Out of Space. And if I wanted something that's like a little bit more brooding and like chaotic. Even though Color Out of Space is chaotic too, but like, I'd probably go with Mandy. It's definitely much more serious. <laughs> yes. Uh, and brooding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mandy's definitely like a pretty brutal, but also like it's not like even the scenes in the beginning that are supposed to be like I don't want to say happy, but like whatever. Uh, there's still kind of like a sense of like dread or unhappiness or like something's about to happen like there's no it's not really there's no like moments in the film that are like 
things are okay. Does that make sense? Uh, So I don't know. You got to be, I think, in the right mood for that or be the right kind of person. Um, For shits and giggles, I'll go with Mandy. I'll go with Salty. All right, yeah. For shits and giggles. But it's just so we can disagree for once on this podcast. Oh, we already disagreed about Halloween ends, bro. Uh And and technically, I guess, Exodus Believer, but. Yeah. uh, Hmm. You're up for your fifth. My fifth? Are we doing five then? Is yeah, that we'll do doing? we'll do five. five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I better make it a fucking good one. Let me think about this for a sec. Why don't you tell the lovely people on the internet what we're looking at right now? On so the- whenever we do these podcasts, we talk about it sometimes. We sometimes we don't talk about it. But I always like to put on some kind of like ambiance, um, just to get us into the right headspace. So right now on YouTube, I have queued up a. Friday the 13th ambiance and it's just called Camp Crystal Lake Horror and it's an hour of the lake and some fog and a very poorly photoshopped Welcome to Crystal Lake sign where the coloring doesn't match anything else in the image. To be fair I kind of like the sign, but it's just oh wow, we still have an uh, oh wow. I just I just rewound it a little bit because it was actually about to be over in about oh. thirty seconds, so I rewound it so we can have it going for the while we wrap well, the fog. Feed, the so. fog really adds it. You know, I was at Camp Crystal Lake in twenty twenty three. This is exactly what it looks like. I want people to know that exact hundred percent. This is photo accurate i was there you could just photoshop me in somewhere back by that shed you know i might use the the picture of this for our thumbnail just so everyone kind of knows what we're looking at exactly i might use this i don't know if not i'll make it something wildly different so then they're like oh we'll have to find this on ourselves but if you see some cabins and the welcome to crystal lake just know we've been looking at this for the past hour hmm Miles's final horror I almost thought. I know I almost thought of a question that was similar to the final question we had on our apparently first and only horror thought podcast. We did one that was similar to this. I it was, wasn't like horror thoughts. It was something different. I don't know. I don't know. Um Hmm. Man, you're really, I don't know why I'm saying it's because we're looking at the ambiance of Camp Crystal Lake right now. Let me, let me think right here. So, New Line, apparently, after they finish the Conjuring series, is going to do Nightmare on Elm Street, a project. They've said it for years. I think they have, what, that new still out? the conjuring still that this this one that coming out is like the end all be all one the last conjuring was 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 fine but it was very mediocre uh i think they've kind of <laughs> jared's exact words were it's mid miles you'll love it <laughs> i don't <laughs> pretty much any thing that jared says about me is pretty much wrong like i just want everyone to know i mean i'm pretty anytime he says stuff i'm just like i don't know where I don't know. He's living in a fucking fantasy land, I guess. I don't know. It's all that COVID did. Whatever, having COVID eight times, whatever it did to his fucking brain. Uh, but. I was going to word this a couple different ways. Are you excited? Would you be excited for a new Nightmare on Elm Street? And do you think they should replace Robert England? Or what, or what, what do you think? How Here's you think what I think they should, they should do. Because 
I had this written down as like a uh, like a subplot for either this episode or a different episode. I think in my ideal world, you would do one more with Robert England. Okay. Maybe a passing of the torch kind of scenario. I think you need to do Freddy versus Jason two. Get Kane Hodder back. Robert England back. Just one last hoorah. Blow it off. And then if you guys want to do a remake, do something different than the remake you did before. Like, you can still make it Freddy Krueger. You can have... The whole thing could be him leading up to how he becomes Freddy Krueger. But you can't just redo the first film again. Yeah. Um, but my in my ideal world, you would have that big blow off. Just have... The two of them come back, one final thing, and then if you want to remake it again after that, go for it. If they're going to do, in my opinion, I like that. The Frey vs. Jason 2 would be fucking awesome. There are a few different ways to go about it. Like, it just in my, my whatever. Everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I could see that. I can agree with that for sure. There's no, but like if I was just fantasy booking. We're fantasy booking. Yeah, we're fantasy booking. If they're going to have... Robert England back for one film. I could see them passing the torch. I think, I don't know if I trust a modern writer and a narrative to do a good enough job to do that. Even though we just talked about how horror has, it's it's been going pretty strong the past few years, stuff like that. I think that Maybe I just don't have enough faith with, 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 I guess, the classic characters. But I feel like if it's just a one film, they're going to maybe, like, muddy it up. Like, it's not going to yeah. it's not gonna work. They're not going to give it enough time or they're going to, like, put it way at the end or the beginning. It's not just not going to work. I mean, that could work, but I'm saying I just don't think it has. An, I don't have enough faith in in the fact, like, modern writing that they're going to do it. Yeah. Um. I could either see if they just want to do one, have, like, a true final nightmare just retire the fucking character like just just one and done make their 200 million dollars or whatever the fuck they're gonna do but we know they're probably not gonna do that ever uh even though i mean i guess freddy krueger has been the one that's i guess had the least amount of films of any of them they kind of have left them alone i mean it's been 14 years since the remake right which is wild that's actually really wild that they left it that alone that long um if they were going to do some sort of trilogy thing because i know that they're really into the trilogy right now yeah do one where he's back and do maybe i don't know i don't even care what it is just something decent (laughs) the second one do freddy versus jason too like make okay. it just like because that way that you know you can kind of bring in you know whatever almost like you end the first one jason shows up in the post credits or right at the end and then it's just boom it cuts off the anticipation would be Insane. through the fucking roof and then i mean have either have him escape or have him fucking beat jason the thing with jason is he could fucking cut him into a million pieces or break his shit up and him fall in Crystal Lake or wherever the fuck and either that be done or like that connected storyline be done or if he just 
you know, burying him underwater, he can come back and another fucking jade yeah, fry, you know, just matter. whatever one. It's not, you know, and then do a final, like a final nightmare, like whatever. And just cap that off. And then if they want in 15 years to fucking start over, start again, because yeah. at that point, nostalgia, regardless of how well the series, you know, is acclaimed by future generations, our generation, and, you know, people getting at that point, will be getting their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, at that point, so much time will have passed mm-hmm. that I think people would be kind of open to something different. For something different. I think as long as England's alive, it's going to be a hard sell. Otherwise, I don't know. None of those ideas that I just said really sounded even good to me, but they could work. I mean, they, I, I think if they're going to do, if they're going to do a trilogy though. I don't think they need to have like pure, just nightmare films. No, you got to do something different. Yeah, I agree. Hmm, my final, final thought. Hmm, I don't know. What do you what do you got to plug while I'm thinking here? What do you what do you got to plug? Yeah. Uh, well, you and I have talked about some last year that we do have a couple episodes that we're like planning on doing throughout the year. Last year, I revisited a bunch of the series that we have ranked in the past. I think it's good every you know few years. Not good. I mean, just as like a horror nerd, I'll call myself that. I, I think it's safe to say you can probably call yourself the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's like, we're not going to use it as a bad term, but you know, it's it, it's a good idea to go back and revisit some of them. Especially like most of the ones I watched last year were Halloween, like the Halloween series. Yeah. And when we did that podcast, we did not revisit, which no. we talked about. We did not revisit the series. We did it based on memory alone. Um. I definitely would re-rank mine a bit, but I still can't really get behind H2O or Resurrection, man. I mean, I'll throw that out there. Maybe that's a hot take on the podcast, but I try so hard to lot to like like because so many. I mean, not Resurrection, obviously. Even though Resurrection has quite a quite a few fans, believe it or not, you know. Uh, but I think you agree. I think based on your letterbox, you aren't really a big fan of either H2O or Resurrection either. I think when I did the original ranking, Resurrection was down towards the bottom and H2O was pretty middle of the road. Um, but at that time, we only had Halloween 2018. Kills and Ends weren't out yet. So, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean like, uh, um, it's gonna, it would be shaken up a little bit if we do re-rank them, which we, we will be re-ranking them eventually. No um, but... I don't know. You might be a little shocked where Halloween Kills would come in my ranking. I don't know. I've watched watched Kills two or three times now. And eh, it's when I look at the way that he talked about it, like when he did an interview, I think either before, I don't know if it was after, I can't remember. But he talked about it, he's like, oh, I wanted to make a Michael Myers exploitation flick. And I was like, oh, well, then, you know, he did exactly what, I mean, pretty much exactly what he was going for. So I'm like, oh, if he did that intended in mind, I'm fine with it. You know, like it's, yeah. I mean, it has some great scenes and kills. I can give my, I can give my last uh, hot take. All right, <laughs> all right, go ahead. All right, all right. If I were to pop on any of the David Gordon Green films, it would be Halloween Kills. If there's one, it's right. like, all right, what, what do I feel? Right. Which one of these do you feel like watching? Nine times out of ten, I would probably pick kills that's of what good. to watch. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And not to like spoil like a ranking or anything. I think 
It's not bogged down with having to remake Halloween or do a soft reboot of Halloween. That's true. Like they did in 2018. They were able to do some of that exploitation stuff you're talking about. I think the horror comedy elements in it, whether intentional or not, are great. Um, there's a lot that I do not think was intentional. No. But the stuff that is, I do think is good. I mean, the the kill with the the gun and the door is all-time legendary Michael yeah, Myers. It's legendary. Yeah. Michael Myers moment. Um, so that would be my hot take. If I were, I won't say it's the best out of the three but if you were to ask like hey like which which halloween film out of the newer ones do you want to pop on right now it would have to be kills okay it would have to be kills i uh i've rewatched. i don't know it's weird i've rewatched that entire trilogy now for some reason even though i know it's I know that the the, the level of the films are questionable some of them in certain parts for some reason i, I don't know I really like, I, I really like the trilogy, the whole thing. The only thing is, I will say, and I, you know, whatever. I think I've talked about another thing, but like the more I've rewatched, I've seen Halloween twenty eighteen the most. Obviously, I've seen that four or five times now. Believe it or not, which is crazy. Yeah. I think that's one of the most randomly most modern, like of more modern horror films. I don't think I've watched one as many times as that, which is weird to say. Yeah. But I think it's because I was kept ramping up for like kills and the ends new ones and coming out, like and it's like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, if you want to yeah, go, yeah, you yeah. need to see this. And, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I see more now stuff that I don't like in 2018. I still say, and I've said on multiple ones. I know I keep repeating myself, but I think if you took those three films mixed up all the puzzle pieces and rearranged where each of the things go i think you could have had a fucking actual super banger ass trilogy front to back hey man if you would have introduced that dude whatever his name is the cunningham or whatever his name is if he would have been in the first film and you build up to it i don't think i would have disliked ends as much as i did i know it's just it was like out of like absolutely nowhere i i kind of feel that ends was the film they originally wanted to start and make with and the studios were like absolutely not i really feel when i look because i'm like (laughs) all of 28 the problem with 2018 is like and i've said on multiple things with you it basically blows his load for the trilogy right off the bat with the fucking crazy trapped house house, all all the stuff leading up to it i remember leaving they're like and then they're they're gonna do two more and it's like obviously i'm open-minded like sure they could do anything but at the same time like holy fuck how do they how do you follow How up you that follow sequence? How do you follow that yeah. up? Like, I'm like, it just feels like they, they blew their load. And then they're like, well, how do we get back around to whatever? Part of me thinks that they were just like, I still think that, you know, ends regardless of what I, I, I respect how anyone feels. I don't know. I really connect. Again, I really connected with it. I don't mind having a hot take with that. I've seen it a couple times now. I still really like it. But I can also, like I talked about the Shining and the Shining miniseries. I can disconnect myself from like just watching something for whatever that is. I don't mind seeing another version of Michael Myers. That's basically like, like to me, that's just their Halloween three. And I feel like that's all they try to do. I mean, regards, we don't have to go into a huge, huge thing. Cause I know, <laughs> I know you don't like it. I, I respect it. I don't think that film though, even if you don't like it is as bad as like, people make it out to be same with exodus believer i mean i'd say exodus believer is a worse film than halloween ends (laughs) but 
I feel like people didn't get what they want out of it. But I truly, after the after the original 2018, I don't think I just don't think they were ever going to be able to please even the vast majority because they just did they just knocked it out of the as far as ending. There's yeah, things yeah. I don't like in the there's things I see now I'm like oh this doesn't make sense or I don't like this you know if I'm really watching it like going back now on like a fourth or fifth rewatch, but like that whole end sequence I just they just gave it their all and it's just like well I just they just could never whatever but. I need. I want to rewatch. I actually got Kills and Ends on Blu-ray, like and around Halloween, and I've been wanting to go back because Kills, Kills, I've seen twice, three times, twice. Maybe I have seen everything. I've seen Ends twice, Kills twice. Maybe Kills is maybe Kills is two or three times. But anyways, but I don't know why I've been going back to that trilogy. I think it kind of maybe because it's the only slasher big one that's like kind of been reintroduced in modern times and it's kind of had a trilogy like the other ones are just kind of like one and done yeah Yeah. so it's kind of like maybe spark just like i don't know just sparks at me i'm just like oh i like this i'm glad he's back you know it's not yeah but but you also look at the halloween ones we talked about it all those years ago it's almost like a choose your own adventure you can do this you can do that like it's not like they had like like let's even say the Nightmare on Elm Street continuity where it's like this and then all of a sudden they just have these bat shit like two remakes yeah, right, right, or right. prequels, requels, whatever. But I did go back and rewatch both Rob Zombie ones and the original remake is worse than I remember. But I'm telling you that. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm telling you that. It sucked too because I thought I never, I thought I had watched the unrated version before and I guess I didn't and I watched the unrated version and there's a completely pointless rape scene in the middle in like michael myers doesn't do it have you seen the unrated version i can't recall it's been so long since i've seen the rob zombie one because again we didn't watch them when we re-ranked them yeah and i haven't gone back and watched it since then so it's been at least like a decade i would say uh there's just a weird pointless like super nasty and like the dialogue going up to it before like super nasty rape scene in the middle and just rape sequence and it just like i'm just like thank god that wasn't in the original one you know what i mean like i know it couldn't have been even at the time but it just felt like just so nasty for the sake of being nasty did nothing for the story did nothing for whatever but like it was just so like audibly and visually jarring that I was just like, wow, I really, I don't know if I ever watch this version again. Yeah, I guess because I haven't seen, to be honest. Thank God we've gotten a little bit past like the extreme acts for it, the sake of extreme acts in horror. You know, it's just like, just for the shock value. Yes, like, yeah, we're like, done, that's that trend's pretty much phased out. Um, I mean, you have Terrifier too, but that's all doing for the sake of the story. I, I mean, I guess, but I don't think though. Unless I can't remember, I've only seen Terrifier two once, but there's no there's no rape. In no, there's right? none of that. Yeah, in like Terrifier, I don't, no. I don't, I don't see him going that direction at all. Like, you know, but I mean, this was pretty. I I liked Halloween twenty two thousand seven less. I kept Halloween two kind of where it was because I watched the the unrated like director's cut of that, which I'm not sure if I've seen either. I kept thinking I did, but like where it's kind of like fleshes things out more. I really like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, except for 
now it's way more jarring like to have like the white pony and like her and stuff <laughs> if they would remove that those sequences and leave the other aspects of the director's cut in i think it could be a pretty damn good michael myers film but again all these ones that have been let's say post resurrection they've just had too many cooks in the kitchen they haven't had the right people either writing the stories or editing them or this or that it's just like on a fi- okay on a final note on this are you remotely i guess a final horror thought we're going to bonus round guys bonus round uh are you excited at all that they're already gonna do a new halloween thing with with the tv series no because i don't give a shit about tv series to begin with yeah well there hey there you go kids you got it you heard it first don't give a shit about a tv series this isn't that you need the big time theatrical big time that's why i'm not gonna watch the fucking Crystal chris lake. crystal lake show. oh i'm gonna see it but anyways <laughs> the only thing is though i feel like the way jason Voorhees works as we're looking at a beautiful backdrop of cam crystal lake like we mentioned uh i feel like jason Voorhees, even if you were just to do a random like tales from crystal lake like if they were doing a different like i feel like there's more potential in that like people let's say solving the murders or doing this stuff like that than like Michael Myers where it's like once a year he doesn't like he's just hanging out he's just hanging out yeah and also that like like they've kind of made Jason even though he doesn't speak like they give the head turns they give little like I mean ah, shit I mean I guess Michael Myers has that too For, for some reason I feel like I could see Jason translating better to that where like I just don't see Michael Myers like a six to eight episode tv series like working well if he's in every single episode right yeah i understand i just i i don't know i think that look at the fondness we've talked about nightmare on elm street maybe coincidentally what four or five times on this podcast like there's been time to let things simmer like 14 years since the last fucking thing same with with friday the 13th we're not even two full years removed from the last Halloween property, whether anyone, whether however anyone feels about it or not, like just, just let it go for a few years. Just, just give it like just five a little years. bit, a little bit just more give time. It a little time. But yeah. all right. Th- those were all, those were all my tangents and spiels. You got anything? No, I think, I think that wraps it up for this time. So random horror thoughts, part two or three or whatever it is. We'll have to do some more of these. Um, it's nice having the more laid back episodes. Here's a, yes. here's a here's a final question for you, because we've alluded to re ranking these series before. Um, I think I've also alluded to you. I would love to do. I don't know how the hell we'd pull this off. It'd be quite the undertaking. But re ranking, not re rank, ranking them for the first time every VHS segment. I think would be very interesting. For oh, that us. would be interesting. But what I was gonna say when we're redoing the Halloween list, like, are we doing? We're going to have to decide if we're watching it unrated. I'm curious. What are we doing when it comes to the producer's cut scenario? Are we going to have to put both of them in the list? I or, now or have I, the producer's cut Because I have it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah. I have it too. I got it. I actually got it last Halloween as well from a friend. Uh, shout out John Noel. Great guy. Uh, I don't know, man. That'd be up to you. We'll have to figure it out. To be to be fair, I don't know if the copies I have of Halloween like two thousand set like the Rob Zombies, I don't even know if they had the theatrical cut. Like I think they might just be two unrated Blu-rays and that's oh, it. Oh really? 
I don't maybe part two has the option for some reason maybe I saw that I, I don't yeah. I really don't know I'd have to go back to be fair I, I probably will fast forward through the rape scene understandably so uh, I just don't need to see that I, I yeah I don't I don't know I like Last House on the Left, the original, and I actually thought that remake was well enough that, but, I mean, I don't know. I fuck with the original Ice Spinger Grave a little bit, but there's just certain things. It's like, you watch them once or twice, it's, it's not, it's not it's, I don't know, just like cannibal films for me. They just don't, especially the, the Italian ones with, like, real fucking animal torture. Like, I just, eh, I just, eh it's not for me. But anyway, we'll have to come up with some sort of... Not like a rubric, but we need to make sure we're all we're watching the same versions of these. I guess I don't know. <laughs> we have to watch every fucking cut of twenty hollow your top twenty we're Halloween also, ranking. We're also uh, ranking the the TV cut of the original oh Halloween. That'll be in there. Uh, uh, we do have to add season of the witch. Though we I'm can sorry, add, we, got, we, 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 gotta, we can add, add season it, of the gotta, witch. Add, you gotta throw it in there, brother. All right, uh, all right. He gave me that one, guys. So I I think for myself. For Midnight Miles. <laughs> You're not going to be impressed with where I put it, but okay. That's, oh God. Well, hey, another reason for me to sign off. So thank you for having me on in the new year. Uh, hopefully we'll get to do a few more of these this year. That's about it for this time, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. It was a great way to kind of, you know, just get into the swing of recording podcasts. Again, a nice laid-back episode for you guys. So, without further ado, I'm going to see you guys back with another episode of the show coming at you very, very soon. But if you haven't already, you got to make sure that you're subscribing to my YouTube channel. Subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Wherever you're getting the show, make sure you're subscribing to the show and leaving me a rating and a review. And with that, I will see you guys back for another episode of Buddy's House of Horror coming at you very, very soon. So with that, just take care and stay spooky.